Greetings, fellow SJWs and feminine Nazis. Destroy all the clickbaits is here again to ruin everybody's childhoods by colluding with the Hollywoods to promote the white genocide. We've got a fresh new infusion in money for Mr. George Soros, and we're ready to sneak four doses of soy into everyone's foods while smirking in a way you find dislikable. I'm Ing, head of the lobster-based hierarchy. With me is Adam, who refuses to be debating the conservative motives, and our special guest is Phil, who runs the academic cabal to promote the culture of Marxism. Hello, everyone. That's supposed to be a secret. <laughs> Wait, we just blew this wide open. Okay, we're, we'll erase all this later, th- so nobody knows. And sorry, I'm our special guest, Phil, who does not run academic cabal to being promoting the cultural Marxism. All of Thank that, you. We are all opposite of thing we just said. Completely legitimate podcast. I want to clarify, I am not a witch. <laughs> That's not going to mean anything. No, at this but point. it's still fun. <laughs> I fu- I feel it's still a funny non sequitur, even without the, yeah. even though we didn't record the conversation that led up to it. <laughs> We're not. Yeah. It was based on the Republican candidate who, from a few years, from a few decades ago now, uh, because that's <laughs> what it feels like, who kept announcing that she was not a witch. Or she wa- did it one time that she was not a witch, but she was like this yeah, hardcore conservative. It was, anyway. Yeah, it was because she was uh, she was part of a Christian group and she said she used to be a Satanist and she went to a witch party or right, something. Right, right. Which, Which is, no, you didn't! Yeah, no, yeah. that's a standard thing to just claim that, yeah, I was involved in child sacrifice and all this blue and brutal, and then I was saved by Jesus. So you want to, like, okay, you want to know my favorite example of that. Okay. There is one where there's this whole tale of, like, surviving uh, sexual abuse and, like, satanic sacrifice and all that until, like, people who weren't, like, hyper-Christian watched it at, like, it effectively, I'm just going to say it was uh, Horror Hounds, and their response was, that's the plot to the movie Hack-O-Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this killer like, dog down, used to chase me Like, around. down to the specifics. <laughs> this did not happen to that you. Movie. That's like the X Files episode where they get this this secret contact and he gives them this whole d- description, which Scully realizes is a synopsis of a Rocky and Bullwinkle episode. <laughs> I was also thinking the Bob's Burgers, where uh, Bob has a fear of pigeons and explains being mauled by pigeons as a kid, and um, his wife correctly right. points out that didn't happen to you. That's a scene from the birds. The birds, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, there was also, uh, okay, this is really obscure. There was a Canadian sitcom called, uh, Made in Canada. Um, and, um, the boss character confused his own life with, uh, the movie Porky's. <laughs> he was asked to imagine his gym teacher, and he closed his eyes and smiled, and she said, Is it, uh, whatever the actress was, and he said, Never mind, we'll talk about something else. Yep. It is easy to do that, actually, and of course, people who do claim to be the whole satanic panic actually did kind of come out from people, you know, watching movies and and conflating it with their own lives and everything. But although, anyway, but the main point is that if you say, yes, I was the de- demon from the depths of hell, and then I found Jesus, and that's what it's like when you're not 
a Christian, you are running around sacrificing children every day. And like, it, then you get the applause for saying things like that. And yeah. of course she couldn't strike the balance accurately. She had to go too far in the other direction. And she tried to yeah. run for, yeah. for office. On the so, anti She went away out, quick. I can't even on remember On the platform of outlawing masturbation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we can just shows goes to show. I was gonna say Nikki Haley, but it's not Nikki Haley. She was somebody else. Anyway, uh, uh, I'll look it up because this is gonna <laughs> bug me. Yeah, she was on. She was on. Like I remember, she was on, the one thing I remember was she was on Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher. Like, of course she before. was. Uh, damn it! There's a 2018 movie. Called that. <laughs> I am not a witch. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm not a witch, or she was on Bill Maher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horror movie. I'm not you. a witch. Christine O'Donnell. Christine O'Donnell. Oh, Boy, God, not, yeah. Yeah. Made yeah, she a... just disappeared, it would seem. Yeah, well, after that, <laughs> I am not a witch. She knew enough to slink off. Uh, She's been on Paris. Fox News, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, of she course. was on... Yeah. Again, because of course she... Yeah. If there was fairness, she would be marched out into the sea. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, speaking of marching people out into the sea, like a, why don't we uh, why don't we move on to our first bit of clickbait, which uh, is topical and timely this week? Um, we're we're taking a look at possibly a couple of different videos, uh, but one in particular, um, as you may know, uh, as you listen to this, I believe Captain Marvel is uh, ah, appear, coming out that week. Um, will will be coming at the end of the week, or even the next day after this airs. Um, and uh, as you know, the uh, Comicsgate crowd has, for some reason, really fixated on this movie as being the source of all evil. Uh, I'm sure uh, Mr. Vance Giver has been cutting off dolls' heads all week, just <laughs> as we get closer and closer to the release date. And uh, his minions are joining in by talking about how this movie is evil and will destroy everything that everyone loves. Before we but... get into the video, I just... It's so weird, these innocuous, you know, like, lukewarm statements, feminist statements by Brie Larson are causing so much outrage. I mean, this right. is an Ayn Rand fan. She's not he, oh, like, Brie super Larson's left wing. An, an, what? Oh. She's quoted sorry, sorry, Ayn who's... Rand. Brie Larson, <laughs> she's yeah. She's quoted Ayn Rand, but she's super left wing? Is that what you said? No, she's not super left wing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I mean, they, these are like lukewarm, you know, pop feminist statements. Yeah. They're, she's not saying anything... Right. Uh, it's just so I mean, weird to me. The, well, we and then, need more women guards. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what people are saying the movie looks like. Because it's like this militaristic thing that looks like it's like jerking... No, I mean, to be fair, that's always been part of her backstory, uh, Carol Danvers' backstory, that she's a fighter pilot. But it's just there's so much, like, flag-waving, you know, militarism in the trailers, at least. Uh, and yet people are convinced it's going to be this, like, you know communist movie about you know how we should all go live in a commune um and <laughs> i'm sorry that may be my favorite thing adam's ever said this communist movie about how we should all live in a commune, commune. and commune with nature in the commune where the communists live yeah i don't know i ran out of terminology what can i say <laughs> I don't know the Marxist <laughs> lingo. It's a wonderful redundancy. <laughs> yeah. uh. 
the Department of Cultural Marxism Department. Anyway, um, <laughs> but but it is funny. No, you say I didn't know she was a. She mentioned Ayn Rand. That's a weird uh, thing. I mean, I don't. She might just be like, you know, she might not be that into it. But I, she did quote her at one point. Yeah, there was there was a weird thing. Like, yeah, Angel- I'm 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 gonna be fair. I have wound up quoting at least some of the less innocuous things but well that's what's so okay the thing about Ayn Rand is that like she starts from a point where you're like okay I see where you're coming from I actually kind of agree like she's you know you should realize your self-actualization you shouldn't let people emotionally blackmail you you should be rational you should be you know you should you know rugged individualism you know that's all appealing enough and then she goes way off the rails like right away into crazy town once you start following her down that track um and but it's funny how a lot of uh like the hollywood there are hollywood types who really like ayn rand and it doesn't necessarily show in their politics from what i've seen like angelina jolie apparently is a big oh, ayn yeah. rand fan but she's like adopted children from third world countries and stuff which isn't you know, that's not, quote, Randian. And I, I feel like they're... I don't want to say, tell them... Um, business, but it feels like I'm biting my tongue hard on a comment. Okay, go, don't don't bite it. Let it out. <laughs> I'm going to say in the sense of Randian, objectivist, libertarian, I think buying children absolutely is the uh, epitome of that. Fair enough. Fair, fair point, I guess. Yeah. But not to care it's for true. I mean, but like, but I mean, she doesn't go around endorsing like right wing political viewpoints. No, that I've no, seen. Um, and that's. And I think there is. Yeah, actually, she seems to be at odds with her father, who is that. Way. That's true. Her dad is a big uh, right wing guy. I, I I get the definite impression with um that a lot of people until fairly recently read Ayn Rand and sort of didn't quite grok you know <laughs> the the full logic of what she was saying and they just liked it like in the 60s Ayn Rand was big and like among like hippies and counterculture types uh again they just liked the whole rugged individualism thing um they may not have like read the bits where she was like oh yes you know everyone should die if they don't uh have a lot of money basically (laughs) like that kind of stuff because she never goes out and says that she just implies it very heavily basically so yeah I mean you say that but there's Atlas Shrugged yeah, yeah, it's true. It's Atlas Shrug is, <laughs> I mean, Atlas Shrug is a is a book where she doesn't technically call for anyone's death. She just like kills on the page all these people she hates. There's a bit in Atlas Shrugged where like a train goes into a tunnel and she starts describing how they're all terrible people. So it's okay that they're about to die and like, but like. And, and it's supposedly like, ah, they were hoist by their own petard because the, you know, the trains, it was the inefficiency of the system that caused the train. But like, how, how do you know there wasn't just some random person you agree with riding the train? How, how did that work out? That's author fiat, basically. You know, that's the author going... You know, I choose to let these people live because I agree with what they have to say. You know, it's not, it doesn't, there's no logic to why they were the ones to survive. Well, it's, Ayn Rand isn't a good writer. No. I'm shocked. But it's also somewhat like almost a joke there, almost like an onion tragic uh, bust accident. Thankfully, it was just to uh, the Nambla convention. So, (laughs) yep, exactly. That's, uh, that's so everyone can so no one has to feel bad about this tragic loss of human life. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, I'm not saying that Brie Larson is super right wing. I, I don't know because she doesn't really well, talk about that sort of thing much. I'm just saying 
she's not as you know she's yeah. not hippie as people think. No, as no, no. People think she is. Yeah, I mean that. Well, my point is just that I think you can. There are people who cite Ayn Rand and don't really get how right wing she is. Maybe they just like some of the inspirational. Yeah, that's my that mom actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Or at least it was a couple of years ago. I I don't mm. know if that's still there because. Yeah. But my mom is not very right wing at all. Right. Right. Yeah, people who like inspirational quotes on Facebook kind of thing without yeah, really knowing who said them. <laughs> yeah. But uh That's yeah, a but, good way of putting it. Yeah. Well Brie Larson well here's the thing. Brie Larson did actually say in the middle of a press junk or not, she she basically suggested, you know, this press junket is a lot of white dudes. This is the thing that they're complaining about in these videos that we're talking oh, about. Oh, uh do we want to say whose video this is? The quartering. Go ahead. Yeah. No, tell us. Uh, Tell us, Phil. Who are we listening uh, to today? Explain to us who this human Garfield is. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, human, not quote. Uh, I don't know much about him. He's he's one of the big wigs in the um, uh, comic skate thing. Right. He's like up there with not quite on EBS. Not quite EBS, which is a more damning statement than one I could (laughs) have come up with trying to be (laughs) mean. Aspiring to be EVS, how great! Yeah, but he, yeah, I've n- I'd never heard of this guy. Apparently, so there. Oh, I, I, if I number hear th- about him all the time. If his number three guy is a guy I've never heard of, then uh, that might give. You uh, a I sense. don't know. I I mean, I'm not sure about the rankings, but he's up there. <laughs> Let's, we're putting him at number. Th- well, honestly, I couldn't name any more uh, big, like well-known CG guys. Although, of course, I'm not deliberately following them. Uh, the way you apparently are, Phil. Phil is doing the good... No, I follow people who make fun of them. Yeah, no, I know. He's Phil's doing the good work of, like, uh, tri- keeping track of who these jerks are and <laughs> who deserves to To some get... degree. This yeah. is actually the first video of his I watched, so... Right, yeah. Okay, so he get, But he gets cited a lot, you're saying, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that my view of how much you personally interact with them is skewed by the fact that uh, from Twitter, somebody who was mad at you from YouTube started yelling at me. <laughs> oh, yeah, me, sorry about that. No, but giving me the impression that you do this more. But the very strange thing about it there is that he seemed to not understand that I literally had no idea who he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is this the uh, one of those ANCAP guys who was like the... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have a series on YouTube, I, it's just 3N, but... Um... <sighs> I plan to do more where I redesign the uh, what I call suit sonas of the skeptosphere. Oh, so, like, God. They, they all have they all have an avatar that's something in a suit, like a like a knight in a suit, or a, yeah. Um, I case, am it's... business knight, <laughs> pretty much. I was yeah, cut this... from shovel knight, but hope to make it into the sequel. Oh. Yeah, that one's um, Armored Skeptic. Right? Yeah. I am Age of Consent Knower, for I know the Age of Consent in every state. Well, Armored Skeptic isn't the worst of these guys, but he's... I don't like him, but yeah. For that um, name. <laughs> yeah, well... well I am Armored um, Skeptic, because the name Captain Dork was already taken. Well, the guy, who was the guy we were talking to, Phil? The guy who was uh, like... It's, it's a guy called Mr. Dapperton. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> And he literally dresses he wears like, like um, yeah. He wears like a Victorian costume, and he's got a, a with a monocle, vaguely Victorian. I'm sorry, got, um, Mr. Dapperton sorry. sounds like the Gravity Falls stand-in for the Monopoly Man. <laughs> That's basically what he is. That's not I said he sounded like a a Dickens villain or something. Yep. 
But uh, he's got and he's, a and he's got a Deathstroke mask on. It's like the ANCAP flag, you know, yeah. half yellow, half black. <laughs> yeah, he's and mis- he's he's uh, he's an anarcho-capitalist, and he he keeps talking about money and yeah. and weed and guns. He's like oh, and raw milk. Cool. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah, he's the raw milk guy. <laughs> because we have to talk about shitting your pants for freedom. <laughs> yeah, but I have literally under twenty subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> And he felt the need to come after me. <laughs> like, he felt threatened by this, like, nothing account. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's it, Their whole and, thing is... Yeah, he, he, him me! and his fans were harassing me for a few days, so... Yeah. And they, it spilled over into Ing, unfortunately. But, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, I think, uh, well, this I think, guy... I think he blocked me where after he basically said he had, like, a... That when I said that... It, like, I tried to explain to him that, like, people are not going to know who you are if you randomly <laughs> talk to them. Because, you know, it's like, if you're known, it's in a small circle. And he, yeah. like, tried, like, said that he had, like, something like 20,000 subscribers. And then I said, well, okay, congratulations on almost having real friends. And then <laughs> I think he blocked me for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I love. You also called him. You also called him Mr. Peanut. I believe so. that, that <laughs> yeah. amused me. Because he, he was coming at me with, "This is what a capitalist looks like." You know, they wear top hats and monocles. Like, no, that's what Mr. Peanut looks <laughs> like. Yeah. And, that's, and the th- the thing that's hilarious about that is, it's you'd think it, it's like ironic detachment of like, yeah, I'm gonna own it. You think that's capitalists all wear top hats and monocles? Well, I'm gonna own it and make it cool. And but then as soon as you mock him for it. He starts getting, like, all angry and offended and trying to explain <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, that's not how that works. You don't, you don't. If and you're I want to tra- say my redesign of his, his thing, I based on uh, Victorian era um, uh, political cartoons. Well, yeah. And I think I did a really good job. I, I really, I'm proud of that drawing. I, yeah. I'm willing to believe you did, because a lot of your designs are good. Yeah. He be- especially I, especially also- at uh, sort of aping the spirit of a style. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Era. That's your. That's your. That's thing. what I've been you going kind of, for. Yeah, mm-hmm. imitate different styles. I'm sorry, Tales to Enrage in the chat uh, listed. Watch Mr. Dapperton's new video. Why the Irish famine is a blessing in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he came at me with uh, making fun of my autism and stuff. It's like yeah, yeah. What a peach. Well, that's their big thing. Is their go-to. You're to drinking make- unpasteurized milk. <laughs> As a political statement, yeah, you have no room to criticize anyone else for anything. Yeah, and he put it in like as a major part of his identity, and then when people started, well, us started mocking him for it, he was like, "Well, it's not that big a deal. I don't care that much about raw milk." It's like, well, you put it in your profile picture, so clearly you have some kind of interest in it. My mom grew up on a farm and drank milk straight out of the udder titty, and I still wouldn't risk drinking raw milk from someone <laughs> oh my else. God. Yeah, well, neither would I. Yeah. Okay, so the Captain Marvel video, which we were all fired up about a moment ago. So this guy is a extremely obnoxious fellow. Fight me, right wing YouTube. <laughs> And he's basically done the video, and of course he wants, he thinks we want to look at his asshole face for uh, 15 minutes, which I don't ever get with these guys. Um, but it's just him basically saying... I, I have prepared a number of dunks if we want to indulge me for going through any. <clears throat> uh, go ahead. You, wait, one second, I just want, in case you think we're being mean, 
Uh, he has a s significant segment in this video making fun of Brie Larson's ass. Yeah. Yeah, well, and we'll get to claiming that. claiming that she has a butt double, but yeah. Yeah. Uh -uh. His facial hair looks like uh, when you do a character creation thing and you're able to put a mustache over an existing beard and mustache selection. <laughs> he looks like Garfield. He looks like Garfield's persona if Garfield's persona was John. <laughs> He was under the misconception that he had to choose either between having facial hair and editing. <laughs> yep. That sums him up pretty nicely. So he's... he's and he a... makes a soy... Um, uh, oh, a soy-lo. Pan's soy-lo joke. joke. And again, oh, that's why... Yeah. So, a uh, Star Wars soy-lo. Oh, that's why he pronounced story he... as no, no, soy... Soy-lo. Yeah. yeah. God. I... There were so many, like, in-jokes with mispronunciation, which I feel like a hypocrite for criticizing, because I do a ton of funny mispronunciation gag no. voices with my friends. It's okay like, to do that, because it, the the problem isn't that he's doing mis <laughs> mispronunciation, it's that it's a thing that's only funny to, like, five assholes who have this bizarre code about, you know, soy poisoning people and turning them but into he kept Yeah, hormones. he kept call anytime he said woman it would be woman. Woman. I, like, no, I think it was uh woman. 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 I don't know. It's I don't know what he was going for, but it sounded like he was being the bishop from the Princess Bride. <laughs> Wewage. Women. feminist a wenda. <laughs> but um there, there's a there's a running gag in a lot of uh, mm -hmm. left-wing YouTube that I watch uh, where they say, you know, the WAMs are coming after... You mean right-wing you know, YouTube? Sir. No, no, left-wing, like making fun of right-wingers. Oh, okay. And saying the WAMs, uh, and this guy seems to be doing it, like, unironically. Well, they're t uh, he's going for that thing for a while. Remember where it was like, oh, the left-wing radical feminists, like, you know, 10, 20 years ago, they all want yeah, it spelled or whatever, and that's what that's oh, supposed okay, to be. Oh, okay, maybe that's it. Yeah, it's it's this women, because they don't want womb, like, that, like, one person suggested that once, and then that became oh, those crazy feminists, you know, for, like, yeah. a decade of those jokes. Which this guy is carrying on that tradition. Yeah, but... Past. <laughs> That's not a conventional thing or even something in modern feminism or anything like the uh, people you're actually arguing with. So yeah. I got what it is because I kind of recognized it, but my thought wasn't, oh, okay, you're saying you're trying to pronounce the woman with the <laughs> yeah. wide pronunciation. My impression was, are you having a mild stroke? <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to extrapolate a lot to figure out if that's what it was, because he doesn't pronounce I'm it. I'm still not convinced. That, that uh, seems the most likely explanation, okay, but I'm not Okay, convinced. here's the thing. It reminds me of... It, not important, but in Discworld, there's uh, a villain made a pun about prophets, and in the text it's spelt uh, like the religious prophets rather than yeah. the money profits was it's met the other way and nobody laughs at that and he clarifies that it's funnier written down than said aloud <laughs> it feels like that it so it's like that sort of thing there where it's like yes this is a joke that works in text but you're saying it out loud and nobody gets it which only worked in discworld because you were reading it in text and thus it had the extra layer of irony yeah, if you had the right. word flashing on the screen, maybe I don't know. Yeah, or it's like if we if we were to. <laughs> okay, was... but, 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 I'm sorry, we've uh, 
gone on to the personal attacks. I won't say long enough, but enough for yeah. now, because I'll probably get back to more. <laughs> yes. Well, so what he does is he basically, he believes that uh, it's a terrible, uh, you know, that Marvel is is uh, attacking uh, its fan base, as you could probably, if you followed these kind of guys at all, and Ethan Van Skyver and those guys, you probably know uh, the kind of thing he's complaining yeah, about. Yeah, she's racist against white men. She's racist against white men because she said there's, you know, all the people that junk it who are, you know, the interviewers and critics are all white men. And uh, one of the things he says that I thought was hilarious was, you know, no one takes movie critics seriously. He just tosses that out. And I'm like, okay, aren't you kind of a movie critic yourself isn't that what you're doing right now um no one no, he movie... probably he probably makes comics and sells them on you know gofundme or whatever oh, God. and never actually makes them right yeah well he's one of the, that's that's their thing isn't it maybe i don't know most of these guys do that <laughs> nobody nobody pays attention to movie critics yet everyone lost their fucking mind when ebert said he didn't think video games could uh, approach the level of art oh yes there's so much oh, and that. um Somebody who, like the first person who gave a lukewarm review of Avengers, had, you know, yeah, yeah, got attacked and yeah, and she what? got attacked. She gave it a three, three stars out of five. And yeah, just was yeah. I mean, to to a degree, I feel in some ways, yeah, don't base what you like on whether somebody else likes it. But if you know a critic whose tastes run similar enough to yours, or you think is insightful, that can be a good. A barometer to see. Oh, yeah. am I going to enjoy this movie? There, yeah, yeah. I, Rotten Tomatoes isn't isn't a very good barometer because no. it just tells you the cons you know the overall consensus of these selected people and, and some then, of the criteria on whether something is rated as a positive or negative review seems kind of arbitrary. Yeah, because yeah, I've seen and, stuff that were rated as positive reviews where the critic is tearing the thing to shreds in the actual text. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the things that happens then, and now you can do the audience reviews, and they always get, these kind of movies always get flooded by these assholes that are always yeah. jumping in to, to, to say, you know, see, it's got a 1% rating, even though nobody's actually seen it yet. Five people have seen it yet. And the guy, I can't remember, there's actually two videos we watched, I can't remember which one it was in, but they talk about, with, with actually some accuracy they use like some accurate criticisms to turn into like it's because of the hollywood agenda but they talk about how you know the early buzz is always from people who are either maybe not full-on plants but people who are primed to see it already and like a, a sympathetic audience who's going to give it good buzz coming out of the theater which is accurate that's true so he's that's how they're dismissing all the like the pot there's already some early buzz about this movie being yes very well good. but that's, I mean, yes, that's the thing. That's what they tried to do. There has been early buzz for movies that were negative. And yeah. that's, there have been also cases where the early buzz was bad enough that they did hasty re-edits. Right. Like, that's a thing that still happens. Yeah. And it's considered a bad sign if a film isn't given, like, a critic screening or an early screening like that. It's because it's seen as a lack of confidence in it.
Well, it's true, but the, but there have been movies where there was an overwhelmingly positive hype from certain people, and then when it came out, everyone was like, eh. I remember Man of sure. Steel got a lot of that. Like, that was actually, people were talking about that, oh my god, this is one of the all-time best blockbusters of all time, the early buzz. And it, was, and it wasn't that I thought they were, like, lying. I just think they got a very amenable audience to come in and, and start the buzz about it, and then when the actual movie hit, people realized a lot of the problems with the movie, basically. Um, and a lot of the Marvel movies do tend to get built up as, oh, that's the greatest thing ever, and, you know, then afterwards you're kind of... Now, although, to be fair, that's happened less and less. Um, so, I mean, he's... Uh, he If that, it was just that, he'd have a point that that is something movie studios, I think, do to control positive buzz. Yes, there's bad buzz, but that's like a secret leak. I'm talking about people who are taken to see, like, a screening, <laughs> and it's kind of a hand-picked audience, is all I'm saying. I mean, yeah, but even then, that's not, like, it's a fake thing. They are trying to stack it to get a positive thing. Right, exactly. But... Yeah, it's, it's a little bit... You know, it's there. Of course, they want the positive buzz, and they'll often put like if they're concerned about it, they'll 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 the 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 famous critics can't review this movie until the day of kind of thing. That's when they know they've got a stinker. You know, that kind, yeah. of, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's what I said because because that's why it's seen as well. If you're pretty much like convinced that you can't find an audience that's going to be friendly to this, so you're not doing any early screenings, that's a bad sign. Right. But then this guy is just going on and on about how that's like, you know, that that standard practice is proof that they're, you know, manipulating and 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 the and that's part of, you know, why they don't want white males in the audience. And he keeps interchanging it very tellingly. They keep making white males interchangeable with quote the fans unquote it's like well if you want yeah. to alienate your fans by criticizing all the white males it's like yeah but what about the non-white males who might be fans right so <laughs> his big criticism was that blah 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 we've been dancing around this because it's one of those things well anything anything but this guy is better to talk about um <laughs> that brie larson right right uh, yeah. basically said that, like, at a press talk, there was like, oh, all the people, like, covering this seem to be predominantly white male. And it was like, can we look into that? Because especially if we're aiming the demographic more for women or mm -hmm. people of color there, it feels a bit weird if everybody involved in, like, this press tour and everything, if everyone covering it is just of the dominant... Uh, demographic rather than the target one or any of the periphery ones, which mm -hmm. he takes as such an affront, literally saying that it's racist and sexist because change any word of that, like change uh, man to woman or uh, white <laughs> to black, and now it sounds really bad, but it's the point of the thing. It's like, yeah, but the point, the like point <laughs> of it was is that it was like, oh, we have... E the people who normally dominate a cultural conversation are dominating a cultural conversation. Right, yeah. But it's it doesn't... Yeah, and, the, and he started off by saying, you know, that's just because of choice, you know, that critics are overwhelmingly white male. That's just because of choices that people make. Yeah, no, he goes, they said they found excuses. Notice they say ex excuses, not reasons. And I'm like, yeah, it's an excuse. For, like, <laughs> that's the point, is that it are unless you're just flat out saying white males make better critics, then 
it is an excuse. Clearly, there's something wrong with that demographic being overrepresented. And they, uh, you know, you, you have trouble processing this. Or, you know, they don't really. They just like to pretend they have pro trouble processing it. That's my yeah, usual... It, it's, it feels very in bad faith as mm. an argument. Huge surprise. But let's get into the more surreal thing there, where he then covers... Um, <laughs> there was a casting call for Brie Larson's body double. So, uh, movie studios try to use doubles whenever possible, especially for reshoots or scenes that will not require their face being on the screen to reduce the amount of time that they need them on set and thus have to pay them. There's, like, a thing that all of, like, every time you see Jack Torrance typing in The Shining, that is not Jack Nicholson's hands, that is a double. Right. Because it's cheaper to get somebody to come in and just be a hand model than to actually <laughs> bother doing more scenes with Jack Nicholson. Now, but Jack Nicholson anyway, has such elegant, graceful hands. Why would you... Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes, his fine, sensual masseuse fingers. Um, That's how he got the job in the first place. So, <laughs> oh god. oh god. I really hope you I'm weren't implying what it sounded like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just meant people were so... They, they were pressed by his hands. That's all I meant. No, why are you making it gross? Uh, anyway. We're in a post-Weinstein world. You can't just yeah. say that. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, anyway, so... The casting call came out pretty much saying that we need a white Caucasian woman of about these dimensions and then listing someone who would be... uh, You know able to double for Brie Larson there, and it said they're pleased... And it, it specifically says images from the front and back. Right, and it specifically says we'll need images of your body in uh, clothing that is skin-tight front and back, which makes sense because, oh, they're gonna put you in the costume, in the Captain Marvel costume, thus they need to make sure that it matches. For some reason, this fucking... Dimwit, this wretched dunce, this shit-rolling, proudly ignorant pillock, interpreted this as they were hiring a butt model for Brie Larson. Because there their is, butt's not big enough. Yeah. There is nothing in the casting call that says, Wow, we need an ass stamped. We need a stunt bum. To come in, it is just, yeah, we're gonna need to see you in something like, uh, form-fitting, something like yoga pants or leggings there. You know, makes sense, because it's a skid-tight outfit. Aha! Clearly they need a stunt ass! <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and what? Like, Hollywood does this, I mean, even if it were a butt double, like, who cares? Like, they used a, a leg double for Brad Pitt and Troy because his legs were, you know, too skinny compared to the rest of his body or something. <laughs> Okay, I did not know that. But yeah, no, oh, body I read doubles... That. I might been, be wrong, but... There's literally a movie called Body Double. I mean, it's a thing that has been happening. And there yes, was a, sometimes... There was it's... an arc on uh, Friends where uh, Joey was a butt double for Al Pacino or something. Yeah. Somebody. I mean, that has been a thing for a while. And it is usually no, male okay, actors, but isn't it? This is, this is the thing that gets me usually... And, okay, I may be wrong, but my understanding of the movie thing is that when you say something like butt double... The implication is that, oh, we have a role that requires some form of nudity, 
but the actor has a non-nudity clause. Right. Ergo, we yeah. need somebody to show their bare ass so we can imply that it is <laughs> to go with Joey from Friends, Al Pacino's ass. Right. Did he actually think that they are going to get full, non- full frontal or rear nudity in Captain Marvel? <laughs> Maybe. I, I. He seems to imply it's just, oh, her ass isn't good enough in the suit. So they had to put someone in the suit just for that purpose and only that purpose. But this That's, is why he's such he, a complete dumbass. He also dumb takes pains ass. to point out he doesn't personally care because he's a breast man. No, 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 no. But this is why he's such a fucking dumbass because if they want somebody, if even if they felt that way, they pad the costume. <laughs> yes, exactly. They don't hire somebody else to that. It's like... Fucking seven of nine. The actress does not look like that. The costume basically stands up on its own. It has so much padding. I've seen it at a Trek museum. It barely needs a mannequin. You're destroying all my illusions, Aang. Why would you do that? Anyway. No, I have great respect for the actress. She helped get Obama elected. (laughs) Yep. Yes. Jerry Ryan's great. Yes. No, I I like her a lot. Jerry Ryan. No, the legitimately if you don't know jerry ryan did wind up indirectly getting barack obama his start in pop in major oh, politics yeah. Isn't she, look is... it up it's a wild fucking story <laughs> yeah, yeah literally her, her husband's a politician right that's what it got her was ex a politician right i and believe was a politician yes both of these in uh in hmm. past tense uh hmm. long story uh short her ex-husband had the Senate seat that later went to Barack Obama. He was removed to that Senate seat due to scandal of which Obama won it in, I oh. believe, that special election. <laughs> and the scandal came about because I believe she brought up complaints in court that he kept pressuring her to go to swingers clubs. Oh my god. With him and stuff like that. And perform, <clears throat> se- perform sexually in front of people. Right. Yeah. And that was like her complaint effectively for a uh, four-fault divorce. And yeah, that's how Seven and Nine wound up electing <laughs> wow. our first black president. There you go. Or got him started on the road to an yeah. election. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. But yeah, it's like it's not going back to Captain Marvel. It's not. It's not. Like They're not the... going to hire a whole new actor just because. Okay, cut, yeah. Bree, get off now because the camera's going to be panning down. Now we yeah. need Jessica to come in and stand yeah. there. And Jessica, like on some... your mark, flex yeah, yeah, your even cheeks. Even with the uh, leg double for Brad Pitt, um, you know his legs were bare, so like you can't pad that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and well, the costume, and he even shows a clip, uh, like a a shot of her from behind to be like, look at how bad her butt is. And it's like, yeah, it's not exactly a skin tight costume. It's this like leathery thing. It's not, it's not, you know, it it would, as you say, be the easiest thing in the world to pat it out if that was something they were deeply concerned about. Because it's literally done all the time. (laughs) Are you saying Hollywood is faking? Is that what's going on here? This guy has cracked it they, wide open. I mean, they do it with male superhero costumes all the time, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. even, like, even um, Henry Cavill is jacked. He, he has, you know, padded to make the, you know, abs stand out and that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think those were real nipples in the Schumacher Batman costume? No, <laughs> those were fake. Well, yeah, well, that, those costumes were sculpted like crazy, but yeah. 
Are you saying my all my again my illusions? They're all going away <laughs> thanks to this. Uh, I would say that Hollywood it was just, is. Mr. Freeze was there. It was really cold. <laughs> Are you trying to imply they did not find an actual blue Austrian to play Mr. Freeze? <laughs> No, that's just You're normal color. They, they, just they did not go in. out and get an actual Smurf and pump it full of steroids. <laughs> well, maybe. We don't know where Arnold Schwarzenegger came from. I've never quite believed that thing about how he came from Austria. He doesn't quite seem... <laughs> Clearly he's an outcroust from Smurf Village. Thank you. <laughs> it would only make sense. Yeah. So... Yeah, so there's, and of course there's 8 million of these videos that are like this, but... Also, my... I, I gotta say, this movie, the this movie, this video was like 11 minutes long, and that was the longest fucking hour of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I, I agree. The The other video that uh, that Adam had here that Eng didn't watch was um, 20 minutes, and yep. it felt a lot shorter. I mean, about only 16 minutes of that were content, but yeah. it still felt... <laughs> A well, watch short. That guy. I mean, this guy was still stupid, but yeah, I don't know. It was that, like funnier. That one. It was funnier because he was. It was all based on how watch Captain Marvel's going to bomb and it's going to lose all this money for Marvel, just like you know the Last Jedi did. I, they made it so low. As you you know, you, as you probably know, there's this crazy uh, idea of like how Last Jedi means Star Wars is destroyed forever, and everyone's weeping and moaning over at Lucasfilm because they destroyed Star Wars. Supposedly, it's a lot of that. Like a guy who thinks he understands Hollywood and the business of Hollywood. And just and let me be honest. Yeah. And let me be honest. I hope that trend continues, and they never stop crying over it. Yeah. Because the more people who are denouncing Star Wars and selling their Kenner figures cheap on eBay, the better for my collection. Uh huh. Yes, exactly. Well, none of these people are actual Star Wars fans, of course. That's the thing. They're all pretending. Like that. That has been a thing in Comicsgate and all these other places. Like they're very clearly people who are not really fans, like they're casual fans at best, but they're trying... Comicsgate is particularly bad for this. There's a lot of people who've never read a lot of comics in their life, but they knew they could jump in and harass women and minorities over it, so they start saying, oh... I once had an argument with one of these guys on Twitter, and um, he was talking about how, you know, comics didn't used to be political, so I posted a picture of Captain America number one where he's punching Hitler in the face, and he didn't recognize it. Yeah, yeah, no, like they it's don't the most, know one of the most this. famous covers of all time. <laughs> yeah, and it was in the Captain America movie, literally on screen, <laughs> and he didn't recognize it. Yeah, no, they don't. They like, don't know anything about the actual history he, of comics. At yeah, all. he admitted he didn't actually read comics. He was just, yeah, you know, getting all his talking points. From, he was uh, concerned about the culture. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, That's what it is. But this it's is a reoccurring thing with any of these blank gate past yeah. things, like my. Milo, um, Snuffleupagus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I'm, so, yeah. I'm sorry, that's mean. I probably shouldn't make fun of the name. That actually yeah. is a low blow. I'll make fun of simply everything else about him. Um, <laughs> he didn't fucking play video games, but he was hired. No, he mocked, he mocked gamers yeah, before that. Yeah, but no, he was hired because some asshole correctly said, oh, hey, these bunch of... Basically, tantrum-throwing man-children seem to be a great place to recruit for mm -hmm. uh, far-right causes and everything, so we need someone approximately their age to be Steve Buscemi greeting his fellow kids, <laughs> and that's what Milo was. Hello, my friend. 
Uh, speaking, yeah, Milo uh, started the campaign against Leslie Jones on Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. or at least was a big contributor to it. Yep. That's why um, he got kicked off of Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And, and, one um, the, and, and Ghostbusters is something that both of these videos bring up. Yeah. Like it's a fact that it failed because they pissed off yeah. white men or something. Again, quote, it, okay, yeah, again, it didn't open in China. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it didn't open because China cracked down on its, which I'm kind of can't believe that there's an actual synergy in this they're <laughs> they're staunchly politically atheistic views yeah oh is that because it, it had too much supernatural stuff yes yeah. no oh, there is oh, okay. technically in the guidelines for the <clears throat> approval for the chinese ruling party and everything it can't promote the supernatural right. or superstitions like that because you know they are a rational communist atheist state i put supposedly big scare yeah. quotes in literally every part of that yeah but in previously they were you know not actually very enforcement on a lot of things or in like a lot of soviet-esque systems uh it's absolutely prohibited unless you uh pay the appropriate fine or bribe right yeah Yes, I've heard that it can be a little random in China. But, yeah, they've... But basically, um, where I was getting with that, with Ghostbusters, they actually decided this was at a time where they were actually cracking down and being very stringent on those guidelines. And yet, that was all they needed to pretend that uh, Ghostbusters 2016 was the thing that destroyed... Quote the franchise, which nobody had thought about in a decade, but people decided it might be fun. As w- oh, yeah, we should probably talk about the um, Jason Reitman thing. Yeah, so Jason Reitman. I just wanted to say one, one last thing about this uh, second video. One of my favorite bits is this guy clearly gets literally everything he knows from, like, three sources. Because at one point he goes, uh, nobody knows who Captain Marvel is. Joe Rogan said on his show he'd never heard of the character. I'm like, well, if you've lost Joe Rogan, clearly you've I'm lost I'm sure Joe America. Rogan was an expert on Rocket Raccoon. And yeah. That's why Guardians of the Galaxy did so well. Exactly, yeah. It's it's like, and he, and he even, he kind of goes, oh, uh, not that Joe Rogan is definitive. It's like, yeah, but why is he the guy you went to first? Because he's the only guy you know. It's like, this is... It's like he's not only Simpson. not... He's not only not definitive, he's nowhere close the area of expert. That's like, now, I need to give you a quote about quantum physics, so if I may incite the smartest man I know, my manager at Walgreens. Exactly. It's like Grandpa Simpson. This is, I need to get something for my girlfriend, and this is the only store I know. <laughs> what do you have? So. But anyway, yeah, Jason, uh, Lar- Jason, yeah. Uh, Jason Reitman. Who said this week? Uh, and th- this so this isn't really clickbait. I mean, it's totally clickbait. I mean, the article, Jason Wright. Oh, okay. Jason Reitman, whether Reitman intended it or not, and there's some controversy over whether he did, but the article is definitely clickbait in that regard. Oh, okay. Because it's trying to cite this, like it, it's clearly trying to stir up controversy, basically. Yeah. Well, he's saying uh, the, his new version will hand it back, hand the movie back to the fans, mm-hmm. which after the. Yeah, so the clusterfuck he, of the right, um, the harassment campaign about the last thing, you know, yeah. fuck the fans. This yeah. article that we're citing here is from the playlist.net. The article, uh, the writer is uh, Charles Barfield, um, and it's just wait, yeah. what? 
Charles Barfield is the guy's name. Um, Barfield? And, uh, that is this not the Mad Magazine no. uh, version of Garfield? <laughs> nope. It's Charles Barfield. A field full of bars. Okay. Um, <clears throat> no, Barf. But yes, he's... Barfield. No, Barfield. Never mind. Um, well, we're <laughs> not supposed to make fun of people's names, remember? I mean, who am I to okay, make fun of people's names? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um... But I yeah, mean, it's... yeah, but I did anyway, because I'm awful. <laughs> yes. We well, probably shouldn't us... be making fun of people's appearances anyway, and I just called the quarterly guy like a human goosh ball. <laughs> yeah, my last name is Rice. I, I, I have nothing. That's not, that's not that silly. None of us have silly names, oh, okay. unfortunately. So we're, so we're good. We're going to be complete bullies and make fun of someone's name, basically. That's not the issue. And as far as I know, there's nothing wrong with the actual article. It's just that it is trying to gin up controversy. Uh, I, I've seen that act. I've heard criticism that the interview actually isn't that informative because the interviewer is very interruptive, mm. which is where there's then the confusion about, well, what did he mean by this? Right. Because he then, well, Jason Reitman took to Twitter not long at like the next day, and he basically said, whoa, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean it was going to be blah, blah, blah. So I guess it's a misstatement on his part, maybe, although I'm, I'm still a little suspicious that he was trying to go for that audience, basically. Um, it's a little hard to say, but he clearly didn't like, like he was, he did respond to the backlash as, oh, I didn't mean to, I wasn't intending to say that, that I was erasing. But the thing is, they are going to erase the 2016 movies. So, well, I mean, they're are, not, it, they're not making sequels to it. I don't want us to get into that thing there that, oh, now it's ruined. There, yeah. it's like they're not actually tracking down and destroying the negatives. <laughs> well, no, but it's kind of a, the implication that because that's kind of what people who were you know the horrible nerds after Ghostbusters they that's kind of what they they wanted was like oh yeah erase that from continuity just like they want to erase the Last Jedi from continuity right they want to they want it walked back and for the for you know it to be acknowledged that the originals are. I don't know. Not that anyone destroyed the originals either, but they just want to assert supremacy of their preferred version, which is, of course, no ladies, all dudes. Um, so, I, the, the Star Wars, with the thing with them insisting that Star Wars isn't doing well, it is. Mm -hmm. It's doing fine financially. Yeah. Disney continues being on its path to become a literal fucking uh, cyberpunk megacorp. Right. Where it controls all the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to get the sign of Mickey Mouse branded on our uh, back or forehead in order to right. do business in the post-rapture world. Um, yes. But the insistence on, like, that, oh, it's not in continuity or that it's only a good movie if it made a lot of money, I don't understand this. Well, yeah, it's... that. It, Andrew Hickey, who's a guy who I like, who blogs about, he's blogged about comics in the past, he was actually writing a big uh, article about a Crisis on Infinite Earths, and he had an interesting point, uh, which was that uh, there is an underlying fascism to it, because it is literally about a universe of 
multiple versions of all these characters who go in all kinds of crazy directions. It's a diverse multiverse. And it was about saying, we can't deal with having all these different versions of the characters out there. We've got to narrow it down to just the proper, correct versions, the ones I want to acknowledge. And we have to say, oh, you know, these other ones, we're not going to literally burn them, but we have to say, oh, those weren't real. Those were imaginary stories. Those were, you know, alternate universes. They were something else. And we're just going to pare it down to the version that we acknowledge and that there is sort of any like you know it's not like completely underlyingly fascist but that is the thing that's at the core of fascist ideology that there's a one single proper correct version and even the idea of i'm going to go back and rewrite history so that it's so that we were always the only we were always the only correct version <clears throat> is the same thing that reactionary movements do they try to basically rewrite history and say we're the correct version everything else is wrong and that's the same impetus that we're seeing well you know that sounds kind of harsh on Chris <laughs> but but he was saying that that is kind of the underlying principle of it unfortunately which is sort of the nerd pandering principle that we keep seeing coming up and up, up over and over again where continuity matters because oh, it has to be the right version. It has to be the correct version. And we're seeing that with Ghostbusters now. It's like, there's this other version of Ghostbusters and I don't like it and it has to be erased from history. And by making another movie, which they say they're going to do with, you know, with another, uh, I, I don't know what their plan is. If it's going to say, like, bring back everyone who's still alive from the previous movie and, you know, do that. Like, it's some kind of... Well we're giving talking the... about how they're filming the credits like the, the original one did with the logo as a physical thing that they're shooting with a camera instead of CG. And yeah. I don't know, it just seems unnecessarily nostalgic. Right. You mean, well, in 2016, the fact that the, the Ghostbusters logo no. basically came to life and they they shot it, right? Which was... No, no, I mean, I mean uh, that's what <clears throat> uh, uh, Reitman was talking about in this article. That they... Oh, that okay. they were uh, they were going back to old techniques for the logo, even. I see. Okay. Oh, like it's a physical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're using practical effects, which is something that I can kind of get behind. Yeah. No. That's. Yeah, but it just it. I don't know. It, it's he's talking about the. It, it's. Yeah. Well, I it's he, I, whatever his intentions are. He's unfortunately, and I don't quite buy that it was completely innocent and completely an accident i think this is a i think this is what hollywood's been doing especially lately is trying to just sort of skate between the raindrops and, and appeal to everyone and and say oh no no we didn't mean anything while still actually appealing to them um and because because the reactionaries will always go oh yeah yeah he had to say that he had to he had to hide it but it's actually for us but it's it's this idea that they still like and of course when he said that he got a million guys in his mention going don't apologize you said it right yeah it's the right thing to do yeah good for you Jason yeah yeah hooray and and but I mean people have this theory for instance that uh, in the 2016 movie like I was just saying when they sh like the Ghostbusters logo came to life and became the the equivalent of the state of, of the uh, state of marshmallow man for that movie and people were like see they're attacking the very idea of ghostbusters it's all about shitting all over the fans that was the whole point of the movie right like <laughs> that was their interpretation of that um so it's 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 all about like coded signals that these guys believe they're sent the hollywood is sending to them or not and they didn't send the right signals with 2016 and now they're sending the correct signals with this potential new version that they may or may not make 
Yeah, the the uh, the longer video from about the Captain Marvel thing was talking about Disney's agenda and like their agenda is to make money. Yeah, yeah. they're right. a corporation. That's what they do. Well, and now, to promote that's all their that's all they do. Individuals work. Individuals working within that corporation can have their own agendas and desires and things they do and definitely do like it's absolutely true that some people who make individual movies fully believe the message behind it and are in favor of it the corporation right. as a whole does not right like black panther yeah. very clearly and so and they're saying you know disney also made star wars which has all these you know insidious sjw agenda and that's obviously right. they're trying to do that to captain marvel too Mm-hmm. I mean, the great irony. You know, Disney stuff, also technically owns Pat <laughs> Robertson's show, so <laughs> yeah. they own everything. Well, and this is the irony: is that we're in this position of defending kind of this giant corporation and at least even this just big blockbuster well, no, movie. Th- no, that's kind of what I wanted to say. There, it's like the individuals working on art pieces aren't are working within the corporation, but they may be genuine themselves. Right. If that makes you feel better about defending that, it's not defending the corporation, the soulless, possibly right. evil <laughs> right. AI and, and possibly. that rules our world, but, yeah. you know, people who are doing the best they can, you know, during the hustle. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, well, that's the irony. It's like, where do you draw the line? Or do you say, like, yeah, they worked for this big, giant soulless corporation. Like, Black Panther is actually really good i think in terms of what it has to say and what its themes are both in terms of yeah i agree with it and but also in terms of yeah they they tried to say something that was actually pretty subversive in the context of a major blockbuster movie it's 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 kind of criticizing american imperialism in many ways uh but uh, of course they threw in the you know the good cia agent because marvel is literally paid by the cia and the military industrial complex to put those messages uh, in the movie uh, that's not, no, even, not really anymore. The, I don't think they were in Black Panther. No, they definitely. I heard they, they, the relation- they sort of split a, during Avengers because they were confused about what uh, uh, Shield was supposed to be working for. Yeah, I was about to say I heard their relationship there soured because of Avengers and the military seemingly took offense either to the idea that Shield had authority over the U.S. military, or that the superheroes made the military look ineffective. Right. Winter Soldier they didn't like, from what I understand. But I don't think that necessarily made them pull out of their deal, and that they're they're not still kind of... Like, this. Marvel definitely... Like, Marvel published literally a comic book in praise of... That's a comic rather than the movies. But it praised a, it made a comic book about how great Northrop Grumman, the military defense contractors, are. And it was... And we're not even talking about, like, they were disguised as, you know, Smurthrop Grumman. It was literally about, like, a recruitment comic for Northrop Grumman. And, yeah, but and, I think the thing about <clears> um, uh, the... Mo- blockbuster movies that get support from the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Marvel is done with those specifically. Not uh, like uh, like it's finished. I don't think they've had it since since the Avengers. Like support from planes, they definitely did on Iron Man. Um, I remember that uh, Man of Steel had it. Uh, uh, but what about Cap- the Cap- Michael Bay Transformers movies? Have it. 
Captain Marvel isn't going to have support from the Air Force, though? I mean, it really seems like it's big on... Yeah, that's one thing I was wondering, because generally the rule in Hollywood is that you need to get effectively, uh, ideologically stamped of approval from the military in exchange for them lending equipment Um, or using their logos, brand, etc. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think Black Panther had that because it didn't have a lot of well, you know, which US might actually in explain in Marvel why we're seeing more stuff like the Wakandan uh, hover planes and all that rather than real soldier technology if they well, can't actually get access to those machines to film them anymore. Well, that's yeah. true. Well, there's that, but I'm not even uh, now. Let's make a distinction between the military and the CIA because. The fact that there is a good CIA agent in uh, Black Panther has been cited as, like, wait, what are they doing? That doesn't fit at all. You're talking about how this country is, like, basically repelling American imperialism, and the whole thing is a critique of the CIA. But then they go out of their way to make sure, oh, yeah, but there's this one CIA agent, he's a good guy, and he's positive. And I I do think the people making the movie, like, on a creative level, were trying to do that critique of imperialism. Uh, but then someone up the chain is like, at the CIA, is like, no, we have script approval with Marvel, we give you an extra $50 million to make this movie, so you better have a good guy, a CIA agent in there. Uh, From what know. I heard, it was less about getting a good CIA agent in, and that they didn't actually want there to be no white characters. Well, there's that, too. Um, I mean, they Or always... no white heroic characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that, I mean, there's definitely that. They, they, they joke about how Andy Serkis and uh, Martin Freeman are the Tolkien white guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But the, I, I don't know. I mean, if you if you listen to the, the the leftier people who I listen to, they're they're pretty big on yeah. No, Marvel has a deal with the CIA, and they put that kind of stuff in their movies. It's not an accident. And I don't think Ryan Coogler... Well, I mean, like, it might might have been Perlmutter or somebody. Yeah. I don't well, yeah, know, I mean, Marvel is Trump. owned by literally a Trump... A guy in the who was working for the Trump administration. I don't know if he ever got that actual job, but he was going to get a job. No, he, was one, of the pe- he was one of the people that was officially, unofficially given, like, control of the VA, I believe. Right, exactly. And and I mean, so it's like uh, it's like Ivanka Trump. She doesn't have an official. Yeah, position, she's like mm-hmm. allowed to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was going to be given the VA. So and he's and he's very right. And it's not just like he's a political climber. He's like he's a very right wing guy from all but by, by all uh, by all appearances. Uh, but you've got these uh, these guys in uh, you know who are making the movie who are trying to criticize it, but. You know, you've you've got the argument that they were trying to, you know, that they they had to pass certain hoops if they were going to uh, to give it the the go ahead. It's somewhat hard to. The other thing, like for the other example that somebody listed was Argo, uh, which if you remember Argo, it's you know it starts with literally a timeline of all this bad stuff the CIA has done, um, but then the movie itself is very much about how heroic the CIA is, and I think that's and apparently the... really inaccurate about uh, oh yeah it, Canada's it changed... role and stuff yeah well not not just Canada they changed everything about what the CIA like the whole climax of Argo is bullshit it never happened there was no like chase onto the tarmac to stop the the guys and blow they they cut out Jack Kirby entirely for some reason even though that's one of the no most no he was. 
he's in it, he but was... they don't mention that it's Kirby. They didn't use his art. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it got completely. And he doesn't down. look anything like Kirby. And I mean the whole. Or act anything uh, yeah, like exactly. Kirby. Which is a shame because I really wanted to see who got <laughs> their credits for doing the CGI eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Someday. When the rights are free and nobody's not as wrapped up in the politics, we'll get a really good Stanley Jack Kirby movie about the actual, like a real, like it'll be based on uh, the the what is it, Sean Howe, the guy who wrote the uh, the Marvel tell all about the actual glory days of the bullpen, because it's a really interesting story. A ki- all kinds of crazy stuff happened during that that era. Weren't they uh, gonna make a a Stanley movie where he's like <laughs> like it's a fiction movie where he's like a spy or something? Oh my god. <laughs> We don't need to... Like young Stan Lee doing heroic, you know. It's gonna be like the horrible Alan Turing one there, and they're gonna get... And they're going to get Benedict Cumberbatch to play him. (laughs) To play Stan Lee! (laughs) No, you know what? I would see that. I would see Benedict Cumberbatch. Now, you may say that Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't look like Stan Lee. He didn't look like Alan Turing either! He doesn't look like anyone other than Benjamin Cumberbatch. <laughs> it's true. You can't confuse him with anyone else. I probably he doesn't look like Julian Assange either, who he also played in a movie. But although to be fair, you can you can make up almost anyone to look like Stan Lee with the correct mustache. I will argue that if you change no, the his face is still wrong. <laughs> Yeah, his Probably. eyes are too far apart. Yeah, I well, don't know. Somebody posted a picture of Stan Lee when he was like really young and didn't have a mustache, and it freaked me out. Like Stan oh, Lee I should not not have a mustache. He yeah. looked like Bob Hope. That was the really creepy part. It's like seeing a oh. cat with human fingers. <laughs> it's recognizable, but something is just too <laughs> off. It's the oh, did you see that Twitter account that draws uh, cats with human ears as a reaction <laughs> oh to uh, to. To anime characters, you know, cat girls. No, but I want to know. And it says, think about what you've done. Every time <laughs> every time somebody posts an a anime cat girl, there's going to be a cat with human ears. And no tail, right? Yeah, equivalent uh, exchange. Remember, In order yeah. to gain anything, something of equal value must be... <laughs> yeah. The law of conservation of cat girls. <laughs> yeah. And we have a no, title. the lore of the conservation of energy and meowter. <laughs> I think on that note, it might be time to end. <laughs> I think it's late at night, and we're all insane, uh, and the CIA is coming to murder us all now because of the deep truths we've exposed yeah. on the show. Oh, uh, um. Actually, there was a point there. So it's like the people that <clears throat> go into that was like, oh, yeah, The Last Jedi was horrible because it didn't make money. It, it did, but mm-hmm. they're saying that it's there. Why are you basing its financial success right. as the criteria on whether it's a good movie or not? Well, that's what, that's what like they the like. Transformers movies make billions. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're well. They probably don't have a problem with the Transformers movie, but they, they what they say is because Last Jedi did very well. It made a ton of money, uh, but Solo was legitimately kind of a disappointment for Star Wars. I, I don't think it like bombed in the traditional sense, but it didn't make anywhere. It's a, they thought Star Wars is you know five hundred million easy domestic. You know, no. It's, yeah, but they also thing. released it in kind of a right dump time there, not and the 
they released it kind of at a garbage release schedule, not... It also had a lot of U- bad buzz around it with the yeah. placing the directors well, and all that. And just but who they didn't release a- it at the usual holiday points that they did for right. every other Star Wars to ensure that it's a thing everybody can see and everybody yeah. is fully and, aware of when it's coming out. And I mean, who wants to see a Han Solo movie without Harrison Ford? I'm, you know, no offense to the actor, but that was just, that was never a very, you know, inspiring... Uh, as much as people are like, yeah, I'd like to see a sol- Han Solo, quote, solo adventure, ha ha ha. Like, in 1983, I'd see that. Uh, but to do, to to literally just say, oh yeah, we're going to swap someone out, it's not going to be Harrison Ford. I'm sorry, buddy, you're not Harrison Ford. Um, and as much as people like the character, they were... Yeah, maybe if that had come out like two years after Last Jedi, people might have been up for it. But at that point, it was just too much Star Wars, and now you're trying to give us... You know, a, a non-Harrison Ford Star Wars, and as I think, uh, uh, I don't know. People, I really like Solo. It, it's it's not bad. Uh, I actually, uh, I think it was Andrew Ayla, our friend uh, who's editing, who edits for Looper. Uh, he put online he thought that Solo um, was a little bit uh, felt like it was kind of like, well, we're doing Last Jedi, but now we're going to give the fans what they want with Solo, in that it was kind of an extended universe movie in that sense, and. Yeah, it explained a lot of stuff and like that didn't really need explaining. Right, I, I didn't mind Solo, but yeah, you know, it, it was okay. It didn't have to be there. No, exactly. It was a very unnecessary movie, but it was like, oh, here's all this cool extended universe stuff. Darth Maul comes back. Spoiler alert. Sorry, I'm. Sh- it's been a year, so you yeah, I wasn't it. sure why there because I figured, <laughs> oh, okay, now there's gonna be have to be a thing where they fight Darth Maul, but yeah, that was the end of the third act, and then we just ended, and it was like, well, yeah. I, well, they... I guess Darth Maul died on his way back to his home planet? <laughs> well, that's going to be the explanation now. Literally. And now there's the theory that uh, Kathleen Kennedy went basically, well, we're going to do this. We're going to make a female. The, we're going to do the, we're, we're going to make a woman actor uh, who's the ma- the lead. We're going to have it be a new cast and it's, and she's, and her parents are not going to be, and she's not going to be a Jedi. And we're, like all that, she knew some of the stuff they were doing in the new movies was a little bit radical and subversive so basically as a pander to the execs she went okay but we'll give you your young han solo movie that all the fans are supposedly clamoring clamoring for with all the extended universe stuff for nerds and then it was kind of done in such a way that it wasn't going to be a huge hit but anyway these guys then point to solo they say well solo bond because of how much everyone hated the last jedi that's the argument that they make even though that makes no sense at all like if Last Jedi had been so terrible and everyone had hated it, they wouldn't have gone to see it after, like, the first week. And it went very well. There was no sign of it having, like, a sharp drop-off or anything. But when Solo came out, it didn't do very well. But, as you say, because of the, because of the opening time frame because people you know weren't were burned out on star wars because of all this other thing but that's supposedly proof to them of that the last jedi is terrible and star wars is on its last legs and it's dying and everything's bad this guy one of these guys in this video actually literally just says um as you know star wars is on its last leg. yeah new star wars is being phased out he says at one point yeah i mean it's not yeah that's what he just he just asserts it and moves on i'm like what new star like it's ending because the trilogy is ending but they're not doing away with new star wars but he he made it sound like oh yeah they're going back to the old characters that's what solo was and you're talking about how terrible solo is like yeah the other guy calls it soylo soylo which i don't 
like I I could understand them hating the Last Jedi for like progressive messages, but Solo well, was like that's yeah. They're they're that's what I'm saying. They're trying to map it all onto one big hydra of SJW Star Wars now, even though that doesn't line up. And again, it's the same thing with Captain Marvel. It's like it looks like a military recruitment ad, but they think of it as a you know radical left wing communists living in a commune type of movie. <laughs> so it's they don't have a very coherent. Yeah, but I back to my point. I don't like get why they assign the monetary value as the metric by which to... because it's a number it's like the rotten tomatoes yeah thing. because it, movies have you know, to win nerds like to rate things on an objective scale when yeah you can't do that with art yeah it's... like they, they say you know this movie is better than this movie because it has two percent higher in rotten tomatoes yeah yeah, yeah exactly. but it's like the thing there unless you own stock in disney what do you care what it made well, again, yeah. it's it's a score. It's like if your your sports team wins, it doesn't affect your life, but you get to say, "Yeah, we won." You know, it's the same thing, basically. Um, I agree. It's anyone should be able to take a step and say, "Wait a minute, I didn't." And especially these guys who have spent, you know, they they talk in these videos about, well, these giant corporations who are, you know, exploiting all of our fears and we shouldn't be rooting for these corporations I'm like yeah but you love it when the movies you like but you you're keeping track of their box office so that's feeding into that same impulse anyway I, it's just the like you said the thing about the like obsession with continuity and mm -hmm. making it all that i'm just thinking about alan moore's uh whatever happened to the man of tomorrow where he ends with clarifying that this is an imaginary story just like every other Superman story. Exactly. And yet, they, like I say, that, well, this is the whole point. Really, it all boils down to the fact that they can't engage with art in the ambiguity and the, the sort of make it your own and, and interpret it. They can't do it that way. It all has to be scores and numbers and data sets and things like that. And this has to mean it's that. Like they... I have to solve it's like the, the gamer gators who who defended you know weird decisions in video games about having women brutalized or whatever, like saying and that's just what happened. Like that's an objective thing that happened in reality. But no, it's a video game. People made choices to have that in the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the, I, in this case, I just mean you know you can't have yeah. an art if if a movie has an ambiguous ending, they have to quote solve it. They have to. It's a oh, puzzle yeah, yeah. that they have to find the answer to. You know, it's that it's all based on that kind of mindset. Like, uh, basically, there was a lot of stuff around uh, Inception. You know, the the ending. Right. Uh, yeah, what that's... does it mean? Mm -hmm. It's intentionally left ambiguous. That's the point. Right. I always wonder what these guys think of like Twin Peaks. <laughs> you don't hear them talking about Twin Peaks very much. No. <laughs> oh God, I'd love to have one of these guys watch Twin Peaks. That'd be hilarious. Well, they—I'm sure they hate Twin Peaks for that exact reason. But at least that's not like that—that's sort of separate from the nerd. I mean, it's nerds like it, but a different kind of nerd. So it yeah, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't get into the sort of blockbuster. I remember seeing one of these guys who, uh, who you know, talks about you know everything you missed from. Uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. You know, that's not a bad show, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, he did a Legion, like the first season of Legion, and I, I didn't actually watch it, but, like, what? This is not your usual material, guys. <laughs> well, but it's an X-Men show, so, I mean... It yeah, I know, but it's still... The... It's it's more Twin Peaks than it is, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Sure. 
you know that, and I know that, but that's just it. He he now because it's got X Men logos on it. <laughs> he has to engage with it, whereas if it was yeah. its own thing that wasn't part of the franchise, he'd just ignore it. Spe- speaking of which, that reminds me of the guy, uh, the quarterly guy in the video, the quarterly guy. Um, he uh, in that video Quartering. at one point he he goes. Um, you know, oh, so you're going to support Captain Marvel and not some other movie that maybe needs your hard-earned dollars. And I'm like, shut up. Like, you're a big champion of independent filmmaking and you really care about, you know, if Beale Street could talk or Sorry to Bother You or something like that. You're just fucking I was just that. about. I was just thinking of Sorry to Bother You. Like, <laughs> like yeah, this guy... <laughs> What would this guy think? And sorry to bother you is not exactly some weird, ambiguous masterpiece either. It's very blunt about what it says, but it still has, you know, horse people and crazy shit. Oh, what would this guy think is sorry to bother you, Jesus? (laughs) No, I don't think he'd have that big a problem, except he'd hate the politics. But in terms of the ambiguity of the artwork, it's actually not ambiguous at all. It's just weird. But the meaning of it is very straightforward. Uh, In terms of delivering its message, it's very straightforward. Uh, That reminds me... um... Uh, you, we were talking about Into the Spider-Verse earlier, mm. and he said he didn't see that movie because the, uh, the director supported Antifa. Right. Which he Antifa! That. Antifa. Antifa. Yeah. They always uh, say it's Antifa. It's a deliberate thing. It's to remove yeah. the fact that it's anti-fascist. So they yeah, make and it he like said, it's some made-up acronym said, or something. Antifa. Yeah, and the Quarterling guy said he was attacked by an Antifa, yeah. uh, you know, I guess super soldier. No, right. no, no, uh, he said he was attacked by someone like Antifa. Right, yeah, he he was, yeah, he edged it. Okay, so what does that mean? I well, mean, I'm sure he talks well, about it. I don't think he was attacked by anyone at all. I think he's just using that as an excuse to say, and therefore, if you support these politics, you're a disgraceful person. Because they like to use or that. Or he might lot. have just been attacked by some random person and said it was. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. And he assumed it was Antifa or yeah, something. Right, they were wearing fair. a mask or something. Yeah. Well, they liked, and I noticed it was in the other video too, they like to say disgraceful. It's a shame. They, they're. As always with these guys, they're hearing the things leftists are saying to them, and they're kind of parodying it back without quite understanding why anyone's saying that. But they know it has an impact, so they're just going to shoot it back to you. And that's so that's one of the things they're you know they know that like Nazis and right wing fascists are out there attacking people. So uh, there must be an equal and opposite group that we can blame for all of our problems and it's antifa you know they're out there creating violence and so on like it's it's just it's a funhouse mirror of anything that gets thrown at them gets thrown right back as their their arch nemesis basically oh yeah they were saying i'm not going to see this movie because the star is racist but i'm sure they'd be yeah. criticizing somebody who didn't see a movie because the star you know was johnny depp who right. you know, beat his wife or whatever Actually, that leads me into something I wanted to ask you guys specifically about this. Is there obviously there have been like conservative movies? Would you say there's a movie? Can you think of a movie that you think was maybe specifically aimed at Trump voters, at like the MAGA types? Um, I've heard of a movie called The Trump Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there's about, Hillary's it's America. supposedly based Hillary... on a real story about a guy who. Uh, what a some sort of brain aneurysm, and he uh, uh, got a message from God about uh, Trump getting elected, and he helped him get elected. That's what the movie's about. Yeah. Oh my God. But there's that... uh, Hillary's America and Dinesh yeah. right. right. Yeah. Well, that's a documentary. I mean, like a Hollywood movie. No, it is. Oh, yeah, it's well, a documentary. You know what I, I, quote <laughs> documentary unquote. 
it's in the genre that it claims to be documentary. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> it is not. It is. It is cheaply made from like stock footage and whatever he uses, right? No, no. It's got. It's got CGI in it. Uh, oh, Death of a Nation. Yeah. Death. Oh, sorry. Uh, Another yeah, Dinesh D'Souza thing. Yeah. 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 In Hillary East America, um, the um, Woodrow Wilson is watching. You know, because Democrats love Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> but um, he was. Yeah. So they used that as proof. Uh, him what? Him screening uh, Birth of a Nation in the in his. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in in the Oval Office. Oh, well, he and it has this CGI where the uh, the KK the Klansman comes out on a horse. And goes onto the White House lawn like a CGI hologram. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still comparatively. Like this is a documentary. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's claiming, it's purporting to be a documentary. Yeah. But but the, it, I was thinking, but I'm talking about like a, a fictional storyline that that's going. And the, you know, the funny thing is, Trump was only elected two years ago, and it takes about two years to make a movie. So you could argue we're starting because I have noticed. An uptick, Phil. You remember what was it we went to see that had like? There's been a bunch of like religious movies. That what is it? The Dog's Purpose or The Dog's Way Home or whatever. It's oh called. no, it wasn't. That's not really a religious movie. But it, we did see um, uh, the uh, Overcomer. Uh, <laughs> oh <Empire> God! <laughs> and um, uh, another one called Breakthrough that we saw at, uh, yeah. at Aquaman, I think. Yeah, Breakthrough. That about was it. a kid yeah. who gets. Uh, yeah, breakthrough about a kid who gets trapped under the ice and mm -hmm. Jesus brings him back right. or something. And even then, those are like those are religious movies. They're probably aimed at conservatives. They're not necessarily Trumpy. Well, maybe they are. We don't know. We haven't seen them. Oh but yeah, they, no, these movies are definitely super right wing. Yeah, but they've been making these for a while. But I mean, but I mean something just that, lately that we're getting ads for them. Yeah, than regular it, movies. That, I guess that's it. It's that they're it's the subculture of like Christian movies and right wing movies that are getting hyped a little bit more than they were before. Um, there was a movie last year called I think it was called Cinnamon with Jennifer Garner. Do you remember the one I'm talking about? And it, no. apparently that was literally like immigrants killed my children and now I'm gonna, you know, fight back or whatever like that. It looked very, very right wing. Oh, and uh, oh, and there's this one with like Mel Gibson coming out too. Oh yeah, well that's Mel Gibson. Yeah, but I mean, again, isn't it like the literally the oh and the and the remake of Death Wish they made a, a while oh, ago yeah. too. That okay, was yeah, one. that's definitely a pro Trump thing. Yeah. Probably. Okay, so there are. Some... I haven't seen it, but you know. Yeah. Come on. But they, but they get, you know, they come out and they get buried and nobody remembers them. So it's like, you know, the the Trump <laughs> mindset is not selling tickets. Is my point here? Uh, I I would argue. I know the Christian movies will make money, but that's more just because they have a hostage Christian audience who the church buys tickets for everyone to go see them, rather than and they're not allowed to see any other movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. In some cases, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's not necessarily people reacting positively to Trump. It's just that they have a, a nice little niche that they like. It's like Tyler Perry's movies, you know. <laughs> They've got a group that will always go see them no matter what. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's my point. So so well, the argument is always, well, you guys should be making movies that appeal to everyone, the broad audience and everyone who's out there. And it's like, yeah, but the Trump voters don't, and even the whiny people, like, this guy, and I don't believe for a this guy talks about Captain Marvel. He's like, oh, Captain Marvel, I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to see it. I'm like, bullshit. You're going to see it. Obviously, you're going to see it. And, uh, it, and I, whine it, about it the whole time. Exactly. Well, I want to see if, like, in a year or so, there's a video of this guy complaining about everything wrong with Captain Marvel, and I'll be like, hey, didn't you say you Oh, yeah, I remember when they were complaining about Wonder Woman doing this, because it, it had all female screenings and things, right. and they were complaining about it. The same thing, and now they're using holding that up as an example of a 
on yeah. how to do it right. And that's Gal really Gadot weird. Was, you know, even really nice on you know whatever. Yeah, they've embraced Wonder Woman now. They're like, yeah, Wonder Woman did it. We don't need this other female centric. It's like, what you guys hated Wonder Woman when it came out too. You're like, you were whining about that too. Now you've pivoted to like that was a great like even EVS from what I've seen in his video is like. Wonder Woman, there's a real female empowerment movie. That's the movie you should be seeing. Not this Captain Marvel. Well, it's like, you guys didn't like Wonder Woman either. You were bitching about that one as well, yeah. so to speak. Anyway, And um, um, that saying, you know, what? Th this is a common thing, but uh, Bla uh, Black Panther wasn't that culturally important because Blade happened ten years before. Oh, yeah, right. Like, and the like thing those is, are I've heard... Completely, like, One's an R-rated action movie about vampires, and the other's a mm -hmm. PG-13 superhero movie about right. Afrofuturism. They're, they're not the same thing at all other than having a black protagonist. Yeah. And you could you can actually sort of, like, again, this is where it comes into where it's kind of awkward to defend the big corporation. Because they are trying to brand it as, well, it's a big Marvel superhero movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a whole other thing other than... You know, d separate from just so those other quote superhero movies that existed before that. So it is kind of like they're making it into a momentous thing where maybe you can actually argue it isn't, but it still is kind of a big thing for a lot of people, especially you know Black Panther. And it's true, it's it's a bit cynical that that you know Marvel's doing that, but you you still can't argue like Black Panther. But there's had a, a difference. There's still a difference between Black Panther and Blade in terms of the audience that yeah. can reach and. You know. Well, it had like a mostly black cast, as you point out. Like that was yeah. that was part of it. It was you know the uh, the message was specifically a certain way, and you know it, like and I've literally heard you know black critics who said, yeah, no, I prefer I still prefer Blade for that exact reason. It almost feels like they're borrowing that argument and trying to like turn it upside down and make it into being about them just like how after black or before black panther a lot of the maga types <laughs> i heard a few of them going like uh yeah it's it's a pro-trump movie because he wants to oh, keep yeah, white people that. out of wakanda and build a wall around there's a wall around wakanda to keep immigrants out and keep their own culture in and that's what we like you know yeah so, stefan molyneux did a video after claiming to see black panther where he was saying it's it's pro wall and all that stuff when yeah. You know, the movies, it starts off that way, Wakanda, but, you know, it changes by the right. end of the movie. There's a, there's as actually usual, a line to comes... build bridges and not walls. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, as usual, it's before the movie comes out, everyone's <laughs> talking about what it's going to be about. All the right-wingers are like, either it's going to be bad because of this, or it's going to be great because of this. And then the yeah. actual movie comes out, and the whole message has to change, and they have to sort of quietly shuffle off, basically. Yeah. Speaking of quietly shuffling off, I think uh, Ing sounds like he might be kind of exhausted. <laughs> Haven't heard much from him. I mean, I always am, but <laughs> yeah, I mean that's been an hour and a half too. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up there, as you said, as I say, um, to avoid you know being murdered by the CIA for our secret wisdom that we've been advancing here. Um, but yeah, yeah. and I, I also stupid I, sexy secret wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> the secret sex sex secrets of the CIA. Boy, that would have been a top that would have been a top seller in the seventies, right there. There's probably a paperback with that title. Anyway. Um I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't a chapter title in Illuminatus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well hey, when we do Illuminatus for uh, uh Destroy All Click or for What Mad Universe, that's uh <laughs> that's something we have to talk about about all the, the conspiracies within conspiracies obviously that's why we put yeah. it off we're going to put it off for a few weeks because we've got so much to talk about with that one um but so yes that's a good reminder that uh just uh 
uh, Phil and I do have another podcast called What Mad Universe about pulp novels and the history of sci-fi and fantasy in pop culture, um, which you can check out at neversleepsnetwork.com slash series slash what dash mad dash universe. Um, and uh, we both, we all do, all three of us do comics. I have uh, Lemuria and um, uh, uh, Night Beach. Phil has uh, Apex Society and uh, Monster Girl and uh, Halloween Death. Girl. I'm sorry? Halloween, Halloween Girl. Halloween Girl. I'm, I'm and sorry. Undeath is just a storyline in Apex Society. Ing has a comic called Brand Echo, which is brand new. It's really cool. It's written by Charlotte Finn and uh, drawn by himself. Uh, and he, all three of us are in Strange Romance, which by the time you read this will no longer be on sale at Comicsology, from my understanding, but you should still pick it up. Uh, it is out yep, there. It was, it was good. It was very good. If and I there is a new so edition myself. that just dropped uh, a couple... Uh, actually, it dropped last week as we record this. Uh, so you should definitely pick that out and check that out. It's at Comixology. Just look for yeah, Strange Romance. I have a story in that one, and Ng did the cover, and mm -hmm. Adam edited it. I am the editor. Uh, so, anyway. So, good Anyway, that's enough talking about horrible, greasy nerds for uh, one night. Uh, so, remember, everyone... Uh, don't click on those videos if you don't want to destroy your YouTube algorithms forever and be forced to watch oh, yeah. uh, alt-right videos for the rest of your life. And uh, Oh, I keep getting ones about how... Uh, oh, I keep getting doesn't that. understand how lightsabers work. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Doesn't understand you... how, how life day works? No, Lights light lightsabers. Oh. Yeah. I mean, the actual scientific answer is they don't. Yeah. yeah. What did no, you but say like, because uh, because uh, uh, Luke calls it a laser sword facetiously, and apparently that means that they don't understand that it. And whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's nothing compared to like getting. Here's Jordan Peterson to talk about why Star Wars needs to. We need to take up arms against the Star Wars destroyers. You know. I'm not sure he's talked about Star Wars. He did say Frozen was feminist propaganda. I know. He, he's obsessed with Disney. That guy. As are the Proud Boys, literally naming themselves after a Disney song that wasn't in the final, that wasn't in the final movie. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's end it here. We'll see you again in a week's time. Uh, until next time, stay clear of clickbait and stay stick to the surface of the web, folks. Have a good night. All right. Bye bye.